morning. Welcome to LSAT Kung Fu from Velocity LSAT. I'm Dave Hall. With me is the talented, intelligent, the lovely, the amazing, the incredible Melissa Miller. Hi, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> Excited, as always, to do some LSAT. I can see it on your face. You're beaming. You're positively beaming about the prospect of doing LSAT. Delighted to be here. Well, let's not waste any more time then. Let's okay. get right to it. Uh, we're continuing in Prep Test 29, Section 1, Question number 8. So which one of the following is most strongly supported by the nutritionist statements? What is that question asking us for? It wants us to look at the information presented by the nutritionist and then find an answer that uses that information. Yeah. That's it. Um... The only thing to make note of about this language is that we've seen this, I think we've already seen this language strongly supported or um, supported. And I mean, it's not rocket science here. You do just have to read what the question says because that same bit of language support is used when you're talking about strengthening an argument. You know, But in that case, you're looking for an answer that adds support to what you've just read. Here, we're looking for an answer that derives its support from what you've just read, from that passage. And I keep saying that, what we've just read, and we actually haven't read anything yet. I mean, what came just above the question. So uh, since we haven't read anything, let's go ahead and do that now. And the reason that I read the question first is because it changes. It informs the way that I read the passage. So we know that we're going to be looking for something that we can prove. And we'll be able to prove it very simply because the passage will have said it. So let's take a minute and read that passage. I was just, well, I was reading the passage. Uh-huh. And I guess my first thought was I probably don't really need to know anything in the first two sentences. Yeah. And, and relate just to anything. for people who are listening without having anything to read along, those first two sentences, uh, they're an ascription. This is a passage that's attributed to a nutritionist, and this nutritionist ascribes a position to many people. Many people claim that simple carbohydrates are a reasonable caloric replacement for fatty foods. This is now in doubt. And then what you're saying, Melissa, is that you can kind of disregard that. Yeah, I mean, I think I can. I agree. Why? Um, because it's not going to support any of the claims that are below. Because you, I don't need anyone's claims or feelings. I just need facts to support the answer. Dear God, I've never heard anything so perfect in my life. <laughs> um, but that's it exactly. Uh, you, we, we are being asked what we can demonstrate based on the passage. And the only thing you could possibly demonstrate from those first two sentences are that some people feel that stuff, you know. So, I mean, I guess we could have an answer that said some people feel the simple carbohydrates, and that would be true. You know, we know it. The nutritionist said it. Some people believe it. But we're not really worried about what some people believe. We're worried about what we can prove. And all we know from those first two sentences is, as you said, that it's some people's opinion. And then the nutritionist goes on and she says that there's these new studies that show that for a lot of people, taking in a high level of simple carbohydrates stimulates an overproduction of insulin. So we've got this, you know, kind of sort of complicated scientific description. Uh, you eat the insulin. No, you don't eat the insulin. Nobody eats insulin. Insulin's not food. You eat the carbohydrates. 
that produces insulin. And insulin is, according to the passage, a hormone that's involved in processing sugars and starches to create energy when the body requires energy, or when energy is not required to store the byproducts as fat. So you eat the carbohydrates, you get the insulin, the insulin either stores, uh, creates energy if you need it, or if you don't need the energy, it stores um, the byproducts as fat. All right. I don't know what we can conclude from this. I mean, it's just, it's one sentence. It's a scientific process. It doesn't seem to give us much of anything. It doesn't take us anywhere. And I hate it for that reason. You're going to ask me what I know based on that. I don't know anything based on that. I know that if you eat carbohydrates, you have more insulin. And that'll tend to store those carbohydrates as fat if you're not using them. So I guess I do know something. That's what I know. But I just repeated what I read, you know? It's mm -hmm. not as though... I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's different from some passages that will say, if you want to get to Cleveland, you must first travel to Ohio. And if you want to go to Ohio, you must first arrive in the United States. And then I can make links there, you know? Mm -hmm. I can say anybody that wants to go to Cleveland has to begin by getting to the U.S., here, I don't have any kind of linking, interlocking information, and I hate it. I want, I want to be very clear on this. I want the record to reflect that I hate this. It's my least favorite question of all. Hmm. Partly because it just, it's, most of the test is so pattern dependent. Like, I know exactly what the answer is going to do. And I mean, I know here in some sort of vague sense what the answer is going to do. It's going to be something that I can prove based on what I've just read. But... For most of it, like, I know what it's going to say. Like, you know, you ask me what is the necessary assumption of the argument, and that means there is something that is missing, and I can know what that missing piece is, right? Here, I don't know what they're going to give me as an answer choice. So let's take a look at these answer choices, and um, maybe I'll just kind of read through them, and you can tell me on a scale of 1 to 10, and you can even use half gradations I how attractive I doubt I'll do that but okay how attractive these answer choices are to you a people on low-fat diets should avoid consumption of simple carbohydrates if they wish to maintain the energy that their bodies require mm, I don't like it well I have to stick to the scale you want me to think <laughs> out loud no yeah no, you don't have to you can invent your own uh, scale uh, well okay I guess I would okay I'm gonna give you my if you're reasoning. really daring you could go scaleless I suppose although that frightens me no, okay. Um, I guess my thought is that this doesn't... So if you are on the low-fat diet, you don't have to avoid it. If you can burn all that energy, then you don't, don't have to avoid it. So I guess I... Right? Does that make sense? Did my half-sentence make sense? Uh, I don't know. Um, I oh, don't, is this the right answer? A means. Uh, people on low-fat diet should avoid the consumption. People on low-fat diets. I don't... I don't know. Here's well, it doesn't I... tell you like it. Let's move on to B. I give it a one on a scale of one to ten. One being low. Well, this is why high. I hate the question. Because um, I, I have these questions about these answer choices. And my big question about this is if they wish to maintain the energy that their bodies require. I just don't remember anything from the passage about what it takes to maintain your body's energy requirements. Mm. And so, and when I'm asking questions like that, I mean, asking myself, I don't know, I don't know if I like it, I don't know if that's right. That's a... It, Is that a flag? Yeah. I think it's fair to call that a flag. <laughs> uh, 
it says that either the answer is wrong or maybe just that it's a dense and difficult and horrible science passage like this, you know? Mm. I don't want to think that hard about it. But I will say that if I don't recognize any of the information on the first reading, I will not stop here and read it and reread it and try to see if I can prove it. Okay. I mean, four of these answer choices are just false anyway. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What say we move on? Let's do it. People B, people who produce enough insulin to process their intake of simple carbohydrates should not feel compelled to adopt low-fat diets. Okay, well, I don't, I don't even... I feel like over and over when we get into these passages, um, I, I lose myself almost immediately. Okay. Because I try to make... I want to find something or make it work, and then I start to think too hard about it, and then I just think, oh, there's three more to go, and I start this cycle of... Of just like mm, maybe I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not gonna be. Go to, won't go to law school a at all. Paralegal, yeah, or something. Well, a vet. A vet. Um, um, yeah, that's why can't I be a paralegal? Oh, you can. You can be anything. You <laughs> I don't know really why. I, okay. I believe in you. Oh, gosh. Um, but when I think about you know not wanting to ditch it all and do something else, starting over. Veterinary medicine sounds nice. Work with animals. Hmm. Um, I disagree. Okay. That's your right as an American. Yeah. And if there's one thing this election has taught me, it's that... Everyone gets a voice. There you go. <sighs> so, what you're describing, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly why I hate this so much. Because I can shortcut all of that indecision and that hesitation for probably 90% of the questions. But this question, I can't just shortcut it for you. Because the right answer is going to be something that's coming from the passage, and we're going to have to get that evidence from the passage. So you're looking at B, and it doesn't seem to have any clear, direct relationship to what we've read in the passage, but you're not sure that it's wrong, and you know there's three more to go. So let's move on. There or you do go. you want to finish your thought? No, that's what I want move to do. On. Okay, so see, people who consume simple carbohydrates should limit their intake of foods high in fat. Okay, well, I like C, because okay. we're saying... Yeah, tell me. Tell are me you why. sure? I, I was <laughs> I was going to ask you why, and then you were uh, starting to tell I'll me tell you. I'll talk too much. I'll tell you why. Um, I guess my thought is that if you are, if the outcome of the carbohydrates and the insulin is to store fat, then you want to limit things that would add to the fat storage. So C seems like. Yeah. I can see why you like it. Okay. Um, there's something I feel is missing from C. Because mm. okay. <laughs> you missing? Well, if you're going to tell me what people should do, if that's going to be the answer, you know, here's what people... So, and, and again, C says people who consume carbohydrates should limit their intake of foods high in fat. Why should they? Well... No, yeah. Plus, I think I said this before. I mean, if you are doing it the other way, if you are creating enough energy to burn that fat, then yes. it doesn't matter. So, well. So, and that's the thing that's missing from it. If yeah. you're going you, to purport that an answer is to say what people should do, mm-hmm. you've got to tell me what people should do. For answer choice C, why should they avoid the fat? And what you said as you were working through it is they should avoid it because they're trying to avoid the fat. But answer choice C doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. So if you, to- if you took C and then added to it, 
you know, first it says people who eat the carbs should avoid the fat. And then also you add to that if they're trying not to get fat. Mm -hmm. Then I think we've got an answer there. Oh, well, then I really like D because it does exactly what you said. People who wish to avoid gaining body fat should limit their intake of foods high in simple carbohydrates. I like it. It's exactly what you just said. Because that's the deal. You know, it doesn't just say people should do this. It says, if you want to accomplish thing A, Mm -hmm. then you should. You should just always start with the right answer. (laughs) Make it a lot easier. (laughs) Make the whole test easier. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That kind of moderated answer is what we expect from the right answer. Does that make total sense to you? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I'm ready to move on. Me too. So question number nine. Uh, we recognize this question. We've seen this question already in this section. Uh, Gene and Tracy's statement suggests that they disagree over which of the following propositions. Uh, this is what I've called the point of disagreement question. And it w- the right answer here will be something kind of like question eight, something that we can prove. We'll be able to prove that Gene says yes and that ter- or Tracy says no or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so we'll take a minute and read those arguments. All right, so what's Gene's argument? That they need to add a low-cost model, which would increase their sales, helping them compete with competitors better, better compete. Yeah, yeah. And and specifically, they add the low-cost model so that they can increase their sales while dominating the high end, Mm -hmm. which is maybe only... 20% as filthy as it sounds. Tracy disagrees, as we knew she would. Um, She says that, uh, you know, their company is all about quality. Moving into the low-cost market would put our competitors in the high-cost market on an equal footing with us. It'll hurt our overall sales. Mm -hmm. So how would you phrase the disagreement between Gene and Tracy here? Um, I think the disagreement, well, I mean... I guess Tracy doesn't think that they'll continue to dominate on the high end if they add the low cost option. Yeah. Yeah. So you take the first person's main conclusion, you know, that's usually what they disagree about. Of course, you don't always get an answer choice that clearly states that first person's main conclusion. All right. Um, But I agree. I mean, I think that was a very concise uh, paraphrase of what it is that these two young lovers are quarreling about. And now let's take a look at these answer choices. A, there's a greater potential for profits in the low-cost market than in the high-cost market. What does Gene say about the potential for profits? Mm, it doesn't really... It would increase overall sales, but it doesn't tell you, like, a percentage. Yeah, she doesn't tell you anything about profits. And so we cannot... Uh, we, we cannot aver that they disagree about this because mm-hmm. we can't prove that Gene feels one way or the other about it. I'll move on. B, this proposed cheaper model, if it were made available, would sell to customers who would otherwise be buying the company's present model. Well, there's nothing about that either. Yeah. Like, we don't know who... That, I mean, that Nobody. may... It seems like both of them might agree that that's possible, You know, Mm -hmm. at least in some wise. Certainly, Jean thinks they wouldn't be the only ones. Mm -hmm. But to say that she doesn't think that our current customers would buy the low-cost model is too far. We don't know that she thinks that. All right, answer choice C. And, oh, by the way, I want to point something out. 
like for A and B so far, we haven't even really gotten into Tracy. Um, because if we don't know for sure what Gene thinks about it, why do we care what Tracy thinks? I don't, don't care know. at all. There you go. Answer choice C. The company could dominate the low-cost market in the same way it has dominated the high-cost market. What does Jean say about that? Does she say they can dominate the low-cost market? Uh, no, she only says they can continue to dominate the high-end. That is what she said. I she quit. doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> she doesn't say anything about it. Um, and so, again, as with A and B, we just don't know. We can't prove that they disagree about this. Answer choice D, the company would no longer dominate the high-cost market if it started selling a low-cost model. What does Jean say about that? I don't think she says anything about that. No. She wants to continue to dominate. It doesn't say that they won't. It will no longer dominate. Wait, I strongly Wait. disagree with you right now. We should add a low-cost... Gene yeah, says Jean. we should add a low-cost model, uh -huh. which would allow us to increase our overall sales while continuing to dominate the high-end. And answer choice D says the company would no longer dominate the oh, high-cost so market. Oh, so that's what they disagree. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So Gene makes... definitely disagrees about yes. it with answer choice D. Gene yes, yes, says yes. false. Yes, we would continue to dominate the high end. Yes. I, yeah, I lose, I lose myself sometimes. Something that'll help with that. Thanks, um, focusing. Well, yeah, but that just that general dictum to focus, like, I don't know if it's ever helped anybody at any time. Yes, you need to focus, but how? Like, how do you do that? And one thing that I think can help with these questions in particular is just out to the left of the answer choices, I draw a little T chart, which oh. gives me a column um, on the left and a column on the right, just, just beside the answer choices. Mm -hmm. And that first column will be for Gene's answers, and the second column will be for Tracy's. And when I'm reading answer choice A, and I don't know what Gene thinks about it, I put a question mark there. Mm -hmm. When I got to answer choice D, and I know that Gene says, no, that's not true, I put an N in Gene's column. And see, what it does is it helps, it, it helps give me a way to direct my focus. So what I'm doing as I'm reading these answer choices is I'm specifically asking myself, does Gene believe this? Mm -hmm. A, B, C, I don't know. D, I do know. Gene does not believe that they will not dominate. That's smart. All right, thank you. And then I can move on to the next half, the, the second column. Okay, so I've established for the first time that Jean actually has a position about answer choice D. She says it's false. But in order for this to be the right answer, we also need Tracy to um, disagree. We need Tracy to believe that it's true. Uh, well, she does, yeah. She's saying it hurt overall sales. Put them and, on equal footing. Yes, exactly explicitly Not dominate, yeah. it will put our competitors on equal footing the company would no longer dominate gene says no tracy says yes this is what they disagree about and that's why it's a right answer i just want to know how they settle it uh leg wrestling hmm. all right um last question on this page question 10 and this question which of the following if true most helps resolve the apparent discrepancy in the information above this is what we've referred to as the resolution question. And we took, we took a look at this in question number four also. It's that same thing. We're going to have two potentially um, or seemingly paradoxical statements. 
But they can't be. They won't be. There's not a paradox. There is an explanation. And our job here is not to develop that explanation. Our job is simply to articulate what the problem is. Because if we can say very clearly to ourselves, uh, well, the problem is that how can thing A be happening while at the same time incompatible thing B is happening, you can phrase it that way, then when you get the right answer, it'll make sense. It will just make sense of why thing A and B are happening at the same time. So let's read through this passage and then we'll talk about it. All right, so the passage is that the symptoms of hepatitis A appear, and this is important, like, you know, this uh, kind of load-bearing, they appear no earlier than 60 days after a person has been infected. So the symptoms take a while to manifest, mm -hmm. two months at least before they show up. And in a test of this vaccine, 50 people got the vaccine, 50 people received a harmless, a harmless placebo. That's, it really put my mind to rest on that. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, 50 of them got a harmless placebo, and although some people from each group eventually showed the symptoms of hepatitis A. Ooh, interesting. Some people from each group. Mm -hmm. Hepatitis, there's only 50 people in each group. Hepatitis A is either a widespread, is that, is that the one you get by doing it? You know? I don't know. I don't Do know either. Do you want me to Google it? No, we'll, we'll just, we'll never know. No, we'll never uh, know. Although some people, I mean, but some people from each group end up exhibiting symptoms of hepatitis A. Uh, all right, I need to get over that. I, okay, fine. Some people from each group develop symptoms, but the vaccine, as used in the test, is completely effective in preventing infection. So that, to me, is bizarre. Would you like to read this really quickly for those who are... Curious? People usually get hepatitis A by having close contact with a person who is infected from food or drinks prepared by someone who is infected or by eating shellfish harvested from sewage-contaminated seawater. Mm. After the virus enters the body, there's an incubation period lasting two to seven weeks until illness begins. Well, well, first of all, it doesn't define what close contact means, so I suppose you could get it in the manner earlier described. Mm -hmm. Second, mm -hmm. this is directly contradicting the information from the passage. The incubation period can, can last as little as two weeks, according to Google. And here we got 60 days. This is from the San Francisco Department of Public Health. Well, who do you want to believe? Mm, I'm going to believe this. Okay, but let's move on. Okay, but what before do you we do, me? I, I will make For a the point of that. Purposes um, of the passage, we assume that everything that they present is factual. Yes. Oh. Like, we just don't care. Yeah. Who cares if they're telling us lies? I'm we don't just care. Write a note on the Scantron. Oh, yeah. You, or a strongly worded letter would be appropriate. Okay. All right. So um, the, the thing that I took from the passage is that that kind of big, heavy, load-bearing language that the symptoms don't appear for two months. But at the same time, while you had people in both groups that got the symptoms, the vaccine is, and this is the test writer's language, it's completely effective in preventing infection. Okay. So how can it possibly be that the vaccine is completely effective at preventing infection? Okay. And yet, at the same time, people in the vaccinated group develop the symptoms. Let's dig in. I like your resolve. Thank you. Um, so that, you know, that was the crux of it. How can mm -hmm. it be that those two things are happening simultaneously? How can it be that it's completely effective, but they develop symptoms? A, the placebo did not produce any side effects. It resembled any of the symptoms of hepatitis A. 
We didn't talk about side effects at all. What on earth does that have to do with anything? How does it explain how they got the symptoms even while they had this completely effective vaccine? All right, answer choice B. More members of the group that had received the placebo recognized their symptoms as symptoms of hepatitis A than did members of the group that had received the vaccine. Well, they don't know whether they got the placebo or not, right? Okay. Yeah, they don't know whether they got the placebo. And, and more importantly to me, how does that explain how these people got the symptoms while taking this completely effective mm. vaccine? Yes. Answer choice C. The people who received the placebo were in better overall physical condition than the people who received the vaccine. That doesn't Again, do who the hell cares? And I want you to notice that it's easier to dispense with these answer choices if we really keep it in mind what it is we're asking. And what we're asking is, how did these people get the symptoms if they, take, if they are taking this completely effective vaccine? Okay. Answer choice D, the vaccinated people who exhibited symptoms of hepatitis A were infected with the virus before being vaccinated. That seems really good. I mean, it is explain it. powerfully explanatory, right? And if we had thought for some time about how we might try to explain this thing on our own, this might have been the answer we had come up with. It probably would have been the only answer I could have. No, I, I take it back, actually. I could envision another possible answer. I'm not sure if it would really work given the facts of the passage, but one other thing that might occur to me is that we were told that they exhibited symptoms of hepatitis A. Maybe there's some other disease that mimics those symptoms. Yeah. Um, and I might have thought of that as an avenue. And I bring that up I only... probably would have thought of that too. Yeah. Probably yeah. before you. Probably. I don't know. If it's not a contest or anything, but... But, but you but are But if winning. it were, <laughs> would be the clear winner. That's true. Um, I think the record shows that. The reason that I bring that up is that I just want to make a point of how my answer, even if it's a great answer, your answer, I should say, because, you know, you would have come up with it first, mm -hmm. even though it's a great answer, isn't necessarily their answer. Yes. And so I want to take the emphasis on these questions off of trying to develop an answer and instead put it on to articulating the problem, you know, mm -hmm. because if we do that clearly, we can get through A and B and C much more quickly. And finally, just answer choice E, uh, just to be complete about it. Of the people who developed symptoms, those who received the vaccine recovered more quickly than those who did not. And I don't know if that might possibly be attractive because it, it might feel like a way that the vaccine sort of quote unquote works, mm -hmm. but it's totally irrelevant. It does nothing to answer the question of how these people exhibited the symptoms while taking a completely effective vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so, again, when you have a clear vision of what the problem is, the solution just sort of presents itself. <laughs> All right, well, I've had a lot of fun, and I, I know that you have too. But all good things must end, including today's episode. I was thinking episode. I was ready to move on. I'm digging it. All right, I'll see you next week. Likely. <laughs> you're not making any promises <laughs> i don't i'll let you know when we get there you're gonna keep me in suspense suspense yeah i was trying to quote trump but i couldn't